Yo, 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 what is up, everyone? It is the Pro Wrestling Planet Podcast back again. The brand Big Vito T. It is September 21st. It's the first day of fall, isn't it? Or I, tomorrow is? I don't know. We're on the cusp of it. Anyway, we're changing Gosh. seasons. Belts are changing hands everywhere. And We uh, missed last week. Yes, Vito and I are going to talk about this Dynamite Grand Slam show, but we got a little business to uh, to start it off with uh, um, beforehand. Yeah, uh, first of all, first of all, I noticed that I, I'm not going to talk about the All Out and Scrum and all that. We're going to leave that to the side. Because we weren't here last week, and last week's when we would have talked about it. So we're just going to leave that to, to the side, okay? But there's a couple of things I want to talk about that I saw tonight. Well, Did we, you catch the car? The, wait, go ahead. We covered the scrum a couple weeks ago, kind of. I thought there's been a show in between this before was the there? last one, yeah. Okay, well, it's the okay. Well, it's the the suspension wasn't talked about. Right, we didn't really talk. Yeah, we didn't really yeah. know exactly the last time we, the, we went to air what was gonna. Yeah, but what the um, deal was. So, did you see the car going up and down the ramp during oh the show? Oh my god, that annoyed me so much. <laughs> I'm like, why is there a taxi cab there? Like, I was I get so that distracted. It, it distracted me so many times. I just want to throw that out there. It did. It yeah. distracted me so many times. I understand um, completely. Okay. Now, the other thing I... That was a quick one. The other thing I want to actually have discussion on is they kept calling the... Because um, they had the main event tonight for the for the world title. They kept calling the AEW World Championship the greatest prize in wrestling, the richest prize in wrestling, the biggest prize in wrestling... In all of wrestling, they kept saying. Now, are they saying that because Roman is a sports entertainment champion? Or are they saying that because they think their wrestling is better than than is, uh, Vince's wrestling? Or that their champion is going to be better than Vince's champion? Your, your thoughts? You know, it's an interesting play on words, I think. You know what I mean? It's It's kind of... You know, I mean, this is just, it's a time honored tradition. You know, you have, uh, you know, even dating back to the Monday Night Wars, man, you know, you'd always hear Shivani every week. This, you know, this is when he used to get on my nerves back then. This is the richest prize in our sport. You know, every single week he would, he would say something like that. And you never really got that kind of verbiage with WWE. I mean, they, they mention that it's important, but it's almost like they do it without even really mentioning that any other championship in the world exists. You know what I mean? Well, now the thing between AEW and WWE, especially with MJF talking about it, the two companies are actually being talked about on air. Right. I don't know. It seems like something that's more of a, a deliberate point almost because they said it a bunch of times that's the only reason why i wrote it down came back here to the front of my page to write it down because they said it a bunch of times well, so it's like trying to hammer it home that there's there's their titles more important than what uh roman's handling over there you know that's probably you know tony probably made it a point 
to the announcers either in the in the in ears or you know in some sort of meeting beforehand or something like that i would imagine yeah uh if you you know with, with him really uh with aew in general emphasizing it and you know tony did a little bit of the same thing himself the other day uh, i don't know if you saw the quote about how uh arthur ash and the the northeast was the real crown jewel of of wrestling and not saudi arabia Oh, I did hear something about that. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's kind of along those lines, you know? Yeah. And he did say that Arthur Ashe, this show is going to be the best wrestling show in New York this year. I See, was like, okay. Yeah. He's claiming them. Well, He's claiming them all. You know, this show... Um, you know, yeah. I mean, like you mentioned, Vito, we we missed last week's show. This it, last week was a pretty much a setup show for all this. Um, obviously, the the tournament of champions, you know, continuing. We found out that it was going to be Danielson Moxley two uh, Blackpool members against each other. Before we dive into this, were you happy that that's kind of where it ended up? Um, or did you think they should have went a different way? Uh, I, I like, I like that they put, uh, Mox and, and Danielson back together. I really liked their first one, um, where they, you know, put the, put the team together, put the band together, you, get you the know, band together, brother. I like when they put the band together. that match is really good. You know, can't can't fight together unless you bleed together that was a good match so i like what they did uh we'll talk about at the end my thoughts on that but um no i liked it i liked how it turned out i didn't see sammy or jericho going for that Uh, i liked it they could have done mox jericho i guess but you know yeah i mean it's fine the only kind of issue i had with it was that it was you know the two the two uh, Blackpool guys against each other, which you know you can make it work, and they you know they ended up making it work as well as we'll get to a little bit later. And, One uh, more thing I wanted to point out to you, and this is for you okay. specifically. All right. Did you hear how many commentating issues they had tonight? You know, I had uh, not really. Well, what do you mean by there issues? Was so many talking over and oh i'm sorry go ahead oh oh sorry sorry oh i'm sorry i'm sorry oh sorry sorry go ahead okay there was so much of it tonight it was awfully bad Uh, jr wasn't even out there not once tonight too many chefs in the kitchen man i tell you you know used to be the i thought for sure you'd have something to say about it but you didn't notice i didn't really bring it up you know i was uh to be honest like i i uh while watching this show, you know, I watched it intently, but at times I I, did, I would have the sound down and this and that, you know, trying to visit yeah. uh, visit with my wife and stuff like that. Had, hadn't really seen her all day. You know, she just started uh, beauty school this week. Dang. And uh, yeah. we've been like two ships passing in the night. I tell you what, it's just been kind of a kind of a thing but you know i really just you know yeah i was i was watching intently but i was kind of going back and forth 
uh, with having the sound kind of up and down, kind of depending on the conversation. So, no, I did not catch that. But you know how much that annoys me, Vito. Yeah, um, that's why I brought it up, because it was atrocious. Commentary, I'm hoping man. Tony. I'm it, hoping Tony hears it and does something about it, because it was bad. It's a sweet, it was bad. It's a sweet, sweet science, you know? And people don't really think about it that way. Just same way as refereeing, right? There's a science to it. There's a psychology to it. It's there not is. just it's not just blabbering, blabbing out a bunch of blah, you know. No, it's not just about counting. See exactly. exactly. It's more than counting, folks. Exactly. So trained referee here, <laughs> I'm telling you, there's more. There's more than counting, sir, and ma'ams. All right, all my pre-show stuff's out of the way. You can kick off the show now. Well, the show basically starts... Oh, wait. What's that? It's Wednesday night. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We totally forgot to do the gimmick. (laughs) You know what that means. Start the match. We're just just like AEW. We start the show and immediately jump into the match. Right. Well, we needed to because we had all these big matches that we're trying to cram on to 90 minutes of TV time. I know. So, um, but that's, but that's cool. I love the way that it kind of all rolled out. Um, with all that, it was, there wasn't a whole lot of BS. There wasn't a whole lot of window dressing, a few short promos here and there. But yeah. uh, it did not play out like a usual dynamite. It felt like more of a clash of the champions, yeah, kind of, yes, kind of deal. You know, so I loved that. Uh, I thought that that was great. But yes, this show kicks off with the ROH title match: Claudio and Jericho, the Wizard, the freaking Wizard brother, the Ayatollah of wizardry. wizardry. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Um, so, yeah, no, they, they kind of, uh, you know, and we talked about this on our last show, uh, you know, making mention of how Jericho, uh, you know, made that, you know, it was like a thing he said on commentary or something about wanting to yeah. challenge for the, for the ROH title. And, <laughs> So you said you went in a couple minutes late, right? I was a little bit late. I came in about halfway through this match is when I finally okay. was able to get it on. So take so, us through this. Let me explain to you exactly what the opening segment was. Uppercut rally, yambag smash, big boot. <laughs> okay. That was Claudio. It was a great open. I've never seen a better open. And the yambag smash, that uh, Taz called that, if you didn't know the okay. vernacular there. All right. Um. Yeah, man, that was a, it. Was a bash him up, Jericho. He can take a beating, you know. Um. He uh. He's old and he looks great. Did you see the um big huracan off the off the top? It was supposed to be a power bomb, and he reversed it into a huracan. Jericho reversed it into one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was beautiful. One thing I saw during this match, you see every time the hard cam came on, the two guys held the titles up. Did you see that? It was an NWO world title and a, a Smoking Skull title. 
Mm-hmm. Every time they hardly have, they went to the hard cam maybe six times and it was just for an instant. But every time two guys would hold up the title right above in the camera, you just had a split second to see it. And then they switch back. It's because those it's guys, like, they kept screwing yeah. up the shot. Yeah. Like we can't use that shot or we're going to have to kick those guys out. Yeah. I was like, and you know, they can't do the WWE thing. They can't go down there and be, you know, assholes to the guys. Right. So I used to, uh, and still to the, to this day, like WWE still kind of does that when they show the, the shot of the announcers up close and there's always, you know, people are trying to goof around behind the announcer. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and then some of the times you can see them if they're like being too ridiculous about it, like, uh, you'll see like someone off camera, you know, like you won't even see them, but like, you can just tell that someone's telling them like, Hey fucking stop doing that you know what i mean yeah one of the guys kneeling down at ringside yeah there's guys all over ringside that you barely ever see but you see them in passing right one of the one of the workers out there doing stuff and making sure you're not a distraction on camera but uh so yeah so this uh the end of this match was my first jaw drop moment of the night i had two two jaw drop moments of the night tonight well, uh, and this was the first one of you, the two are you just talking about the finish in general or just the fact yeah that, okay no yeah the, the finish in general okay yeah yeah you know um what i you know of course you know jericho going over here uh our new roh champion with the low blow and the <laughs> Judas effect to win the ring of honor world title and uh, I don't think you got my text before you watched the show, but there was somewhere between 35 and 40 uppercuts from old Claudio. I went back and counted. I watched that match twice. Yeah, but how, went many, back and counted. how many of those were European? All of them. Oh, okay, all right. I checked their status. Well, that's good. I checked the status. They have, uh, they the have match, clear the match went 1448. They have clear visas and all that. Yes. Well, the word and innuendo on the street, uh, as uh, uh, what's his name would say, uh, is that basically this Jericho thing is hopefully an idea that means that um, Ring of Honor might be coming to TV or streaming or something like that soon. Because if that's what Tony's doing is using Jericho as his first champion to start out Ring of Honor. I'm going to be so pissed off, dude. That would be so messed up because he did the same thing for AEW. Really? I'm hoping, yes. Okay. Right? Jericho is the first champion. Right, 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 right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so so I, my thought on this is he, need, he wanted eight titles. He wanted to be a champion in all the companies. So I think this uh, Ring of Honor World Championship is just that. They're just giving Jericho his, uh, I don't know, what he wants, I guess. Uh, Whatever. They're giving Jericho something. Yeah. So uh, I don't know why you would do that with the ROH title. There better be some type of story here. But, hey, I was not expecting it. I did not think Jericho was going to win this. I don't know why he won this, but good for him. I hope Tony has something to back this up. 
it seemed sort of, you know, the the storyline did come <laughs> kind of randomly and kind of quickly. It didn't really develop <clears throat> yeah. uh, into a whole I'm lot. Chris Jericho, give me your title. <laughs> That's right. all it took. And uh, and so what's next for Claudio after this? You know what I mean? Does he try to win it back or do they transition him into something else, you think? I don't. I don't think nothing about it. Honestly, my jaw is still on the floor. Really. Okay. I wasn't expecting it. I really, uh, I really don't know where it goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping Tony Khan does. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I wasn't super surprised because I don't know. I heard somebody say this. I don't know if it was uncle Dave or who it was, but, uh, they had mentioned kind of the Jericho thing and how it would be a good idea to, uh, to have you know uh, just a bigger star in that in that position trying to get attention on Ring of Honor, so I don't know. Claudia is a pretty big star. I mean, yeah, he is, and you know, it's like I don't know. I mean, you could have done it with Mox. You could have done it with Punk. You could have done it with anybody. Jericho is forty something years old. And you did it with you. That's how you started AEW. You know what I mean? See, I didn't think about it in that light. Yeah. About how um, how Jericho, but but then again, it's not like Jericho's the first champion in the lineage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. But that's he, whoever Samoa Joe or whoever the, whoever the hell it is, I don't even know. Yeah. Who the first Ring of Honor champion was, to be honest, but um, it'd be a good thing. To look up for the look up guy. Yeah. Hey, look up guy. <laughs> Can we get a our? Uh, we need we need a stat guy stats. for the show. We need a stat person, please. We need a stat guy for the show that we can just you know throw to. Because uh, I yeah. I could look it up, but it'd take me for freaking ever. Um. So yeah, Jericho, new Ring of Honor champ. Uh, then we get, uh, I, I guess it looks like we do the, uh, well, I mean, there was a video package and stuff like that, um, in between, but then we get the tag team title match. Okay. So, hold on a second before we move on. Okay. Low, low key defeated Christopher Daniels, Spanky, uh, our old buddy Spanky, hey, yeah. Doug Williams in a four way 60 minute iron match. After uh, Block A, Block B, Block C, Block D, ROH Championship Tournament to become the inaugural champion in on July 27th, 2002. Oh, wow. Low-key. So low-key, and it was like a new, it was like a New Japan kind of kind of deal with the blocks. Yep. The blocks. Huh. Spanky got in there. Isn't that uh, Kendrick? That's yeah. Kendrick, right? Yeah. Yeah, Brian Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I was a Doug Williams fan. Anyway, let's move on. Doug that match fourteen forty eight. I don't know if you heard that earlier. Was he? Yeah. Well, he was like the bigger, like British guy, right? No, he's the Doug Williams is the uh, uh, Canadian, the master of the Canadian destroyer. That's Petey Williams. Oh, oh, it's his cousin. I think Doug. Oh is, no, uh, Doug! Yeah, he is the the big German guy. The big yeah. All right. Uh, 
I was a fan of his work in uh, in Impact TNA days. I never really saw him do ROH, but uh, he was real good in uh, in TNA. But you know, just just had kind of trouble getting over to a certain degree. But ring work was fantastic, I thought. But yeah, so there you go. So that may be what they're doing. Um. Anyway, Vito, we go into this tag team title match. Now, there were some people in this world, of course, a lot of people. You know, we were prepared for this to happen back at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Back it all out. Yeah. They didn't pull the trigger. Um, they didn't change the finish, you know, like a lot of people speculated they might have because, you know, the, the acclaimed were so over. And a lot of people feared that we would get to this match here, which was where we thought the obvious uh, rematch would take place. And since it being the hometown and all that stuff, uh, for the claim that it'd be a lot better. Some people were worried that, that the momentum may have been lost. But uh, as you could tell if you watched or viewed this show, that was not the case whatsoever. Um, yeah, probably, you know, I, I, I would want to say I, I did hear most of the audio for this match and it sounded to me like, uh, acclaimed were, were way more over, uh, or at least just the crowd was louder than they were for them at all out. And they were pretty freaking loud at all out. Yeah. They were into it tonight. So, um, oh man, this is where I will pull up the all out scrum. Okay. Because uh, one of the reporters, I, we talked about this. One of the reporters pulled up the question for Tony. Right. As Swerve and Keith Lee are sitting there next to him. Yeah. Tony, this is a fucking quote, okay? Tony, yeah. did you think about pulling an audible during that match when you heard how over the acclaimed was? Right there next to the chance. Swerve yeah. was like, are you kidding me? And Tony's like, well, no, no, I did not think of that. But here's what will happen. They'll have another match at this uh, whatever. And Swerve's like, what? So you can put the titles on the guy these people want? And I'm like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so Swerve pretty much told us what I mean, what was going to happen tonight, right. which it did. And it was great. You know? It was, um, it was everything we expected it to be. They did their... You know, they did all their stuff. They were over as Swerve in their glory came out with Fabulous. A clan came out with a DJ Who Kid. Yeah. That, I heard that five times during that match. That's yeah. why I had to do it. I just say Who Kid when I refer to him, but I guess I'm not part of that crowd. I would, um, I would do it, but I'd probably go into a coughing spell, so I'm going to yeah, refrain. Yeah, let's not. Just hold back. Uh, they they just got in the audience. They didn't stand at ringside. Um, I asked you this about another thing, but uh, are you going to purchase the $100 acclaimed basketball jersey? Is that something you're going to pick up? More than likely, no. Okay. Just but... checking. Uh, they put it on the screen there. I didn't know if they'd hook you with that. Um the other thing I saw on the screen at that exact time was uh, November 4th. Uh, AEW is going to be uh, in a certain city. Tickets go on sale Friday. So I uh, just want to throw that out there. Seattle, baby. 
Coming to the Northwest. November 4th, huh? No, wait. No, uh, I wrote November. It's actually January 4th. January 4th, huh? I wrote November. Hmm. January. Seattle. Tickets go on sale Friday. Not yet. Yeah. I've heard San Francisco. I've heard Seattle. Now they just they got a hit in between there with Portland. And it just makes sense. Just makes sense. But um but judging by, you know, I don't know how the raw that the WWE just did in Portland, but judging by the fact that my Eugene, Oregon WWE house show got canceled due to low ticket sales, confirmed. Confirmed. Confirmed it was actually due to low ticket sales, so Dang. They probably won't be doing Eugene, but you know, you never know. Well, AW will sell out the crowd here, and if they do a a show, we want it bad. I'll go. Yeah, I know. I told I told I told my wife that uh, that that's my Christmas present. It's, I don't care if it takes up four of them. It's too damn bad, man. <laughs> you know that uh, you know back in the day, Portland wrestling would come down and run Matt Court and draw a good, you know, three, four thousand. This was like all the way up until like, you know, nineteen ninety or so, I wanna say. I was doing the trying to do some lineage on Portland wrestling and just kind of looking through old observers and just seeing the reports and you know, you could see it as it gradually goes on, you know, Dave's like yeah, you know, the report is less and less people, you know, going to Matt Court. And then, uh, you know, and then eventually they're like, well, they, they're not running the building anymore because can't get enough people in there. So, yeah. Does he report on Portland Wrestling now? No, I don't yeah. believe so. Uh, I mean, shame. Um, there was another accidental collision between uh, Swerve and Keith. So look, I'm pretty sure right. their their time's coming up. We're we're yeah, we're going to a split for sure. We send Swerve to the heel side. Keith Lee is a, you know obviously the face. I mean, I guess they could reverse that, but I don't I don't see why they would. No, I don't think so. Swerve's a natural asshole. Um, so, thing I wanted to ask you is when uh, Max Caster went up for that first Mac, Mac Mike drop. Uh, what do you what do you think about that that weird fall? Did you catch that? Well, you know, he looked. Like he was selling the knee when he came down, but when the camera panned back, it almost Swerve had just came up. So at first, I thought Swerve pushed him, but they weren't selling it like that. Right. It was weird. It was a weird, weird thing. You know, this match just kind of in general had you know. There was some clunkiness, but it was one of those things that, like, it it just doesn't really matter. You know no. what I mean? It's like, it's one of those things where, like, they could have just botched it up, you know, and, <laughs> like, and no one would have cared. Keith Lee and Swerve tried, like, three different tag team moves on Max Caster in a row, and none of them, like, looked yeah. good or worked out or anything. It looked so weird. Right. But There was, there know, was some um, definite clunkiness, but no one gave a crap, because they're like, we're, we're ready to see the acclaim win the belts. That's it. Like, I need your care. opinion on something. The finish. Fine. Do you think 
in the position they are within the company face heel or whatever they are which they're obviously face because they're over like clover i don't know if clovers are over but it rhymes well so you're, ta- you're talking about like billy getting involved and all that? yeah daddy asked do you yeah. think he should have hit the finisher or do you think it should have been like just an easy distraction yeah, if anything because they i mean faces shouldn't have manager but they got a scissor to their daddy every once in a while right so if anything it should have been just a distraction do you think that do you think it um i don't know blurs a line or does something to the action to have him hit the famouser you know i see what you're saying now in hindsight from a psychology standpoint I but I, I honestly wasn't even thinking about it while it happened. Yeah, I just kind of pretended it was part I was of the, the finish. Right, I just kind of pretended I was in the attitude era. I guess I don't know. Mister <laughs> Ass was right there, you know, and like stuff like that would happen all the time. Then so like, I was yeah. just transported back to a whole nother time. Yeah, and well, I was I was thinking that during this match too. I was just like, man. How awesome is it that Billy Gunn like is still out there, like looking great and like doing stuff in 2022? Who to thought going it? by the name Daddy Ass? Right. <laughs> Who to thought it? He looks the same as he did 20 years ago, man. Almost better. Almost better. He yeah, looks, he looks great and like way yeah. better uh, than any of his. Uh, you know, I mean, of course, you know, Road Dog. I mean, he's you know falling off the wagon. Uh, Triple H, uh, you know, fine. China's dead, but, you know, hey, looks better than Waltman. You know, <laughs> Waltman ain't in that kind of shape either, so. Um, yeah, so the finish is famous, sir. Takes him up, throw him in the ring. Uh, uh, I can't, what's his name? Bowens. Anthony Bowens hits a, uh, what's a Blockbuster. And then uh, Caster drops the mic, and that's the win. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just didn't think the Famouser should have been part of the finish. If he would have hit Lee with the finisher while they while they uh, pinned Swerve, I'd have been cool with that. Famouser Lee while they while they pinned Swerve now without did, the referee looking. Now, now did did Swerve attack him first though? Um. He was in his face. Okay. I don't think he touched him. Okay. Because I was going to say, yeah, I mean, if Swerve, like, provoked him, then it's like, okay, well, then, boom, you know, like, hit him with, that hit match, him with something. That match went 13-41. Okay. So, similar time frames for the first two matches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think at this point, we got... Um, weird well we got the the ftr promo backstage yeah it's weird um now it sounded like they were about to challenge uh throw down the gauntlet and then gun club came out called themselves the younger ftr yeah it's so weird (laughs) it's so weird it was awkward for me they called themselves the I don't know, young FTR and basically made it seem like they're washed up when they're holding literally every tag team title from every company but the one they work in. It's like, dude, all they need is the, you know, 
NWA tag titles and they're trying to interject this gun club into things. So we'll we'll see. It is it's it's an it was a no for me. It was a no for me. I mean, if you think about it, you know they're pretty much the the main heel tag team now. With the fact that they're in the firm and all that, you know what I mean? Because, like, the acclaimed... The ass boys. Right. The acclaimed is not, uh, you know, their faces. I mean, you know, FTR faces, uh, you know, like... Lucha Bros. Lucha Bros. I mean, without the Bucks holding it down... Who? Yeah, right. (laughs) We're gonna we're gonna pre- I, I went back and watched the intro. None of those guys are on the intro still. Yeah. Not even Cutler. Well you know, they, they, they sell that pretty hard because you know it's yeah. uh they they did the same thing with, with Max. Speaking of Max, we get Tony Schiavone interviewing Wheeler Yuta for some unknown reason, don't know why. <laughs> his um, buddies are gonna fight tonight yeah i I guess just yeah just to get his opinion on that or whatever he's quickly interrupted by maxwell jacob friedman whoa that tone you're putting out it (laughs) seems like you're a devil worshiper are you a devil (laughs) worshiper brand i am very nice very evil (laughs) he's calling his people devil worshipers yeah mjf has gone out and called himself his fans devil worshiper because he's the devil yeah that takes balls buddy takes balls i'm fine with it i've been worshiping the devil since i was a child so no i'm just kidding (laughs) uh no so he he interrupts um drops some some huge bombs uh you know uh talking about how uh danielson's brains are scrambled and moxley is whatever and then the the line that really hit you to heart is when he talked about regal popping pills yeah and uh that provoked wheeler yuda uh but then morrissey came in and squeezed the hell out of him and max hits him yuda. with the ring and yuda that's needs it. help on the microphone regal needs to stop training him uh, in the ring and start training him on the mic. He needs help. You know, he has a personality, but he doesn't talk like his personality. So it's one of those things where it's like, there's a weird disconnect there. But yes, definitely could use some mic work. I would almost prefer he not talk much. He says... Uh, MJF getting engaged to be married recently suggests that MJF's fiance is too smart for her. Mm -hmm. His fiance has figured out that MJF is a spinely piece of garbage who will walk out on her like MJF walked out on AEW. Right. I'm like, I'm like, dude. And then, and then Max, and then Max (laughs) referred to them as the Blackpool Cuckold Club. Yeah, I know that was funny. Which I got a huge laugh (laughs) out of. Oh, man. A lot of a lot of cuck talk for uh, for MJF because he also mentioned that you know anyone in the crowd uh, he would let sleep with his wife uh, they would let them sleep no. with their wives or whatever. Yeah, 
he yeah. he he won't let anyone sleep with his wife, but right. he's allowed to sleep with anybody else's wife. Right. In, yeah. Any other crowd would just would just offer up Max to to their yeah. significant others, apparently. Here, take my trash whore. Right. Yeah. You know. Oh, I'm like, sorry. Was that too much? What if? I don't know. What, whoa, there, Vito. That's what he calls them. I think. <laughs> well, gutter trash or something. Then we get. Uh, we get a Jake Cargill promo. I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, I guess uh, Diamante interrupted her. Uh, uh, yeah. The rapper Trina was also involved. Oh, is that who that was? She's a rapper? Apparently, the rapper Trina was who that was. Oh, uh, I thought she was some wrestler I was out of the loop on. Never heard of her, but... All right, let's figure this out. Maybe we can hear a little right. sample. I wish I could get third-party audio onto here. I will figure it out one day how how to do a third-party audio uh, screen capture. Oh, this this website calls her a rap legend. Really? It says rap legend Trina to accompany Diamante for a TBS title match. <laughs> okay. I apologize for not knowing Trina, the rap legend. I will go from here and learn her discography. So Yeah, you know, rap is kinda like that, you know, they uh they gotta talk about being legendary right out of the gate, you know. They you gotta sell it, you know, it's just like wrestling. Yeah. It's, it's kinda like wrestling in that way. Ah, oh, holy crap. Oh, there we go. Now this next match. Pac, Orange Cassidy, the AEW, or Pac, rather, uh, the All-Atlantic Championship on the line. This is good stuff. Uh, you know, Pac's the first double champ. Let's not sell him short oh, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right. He's part of the trios folks as well. <laughs> trio folk. The trio of folks. I like how aggressive Pac wrestles. For sure. And very he, aggressive. He really brings the best out of Orange. He does. And it's really weird how, like, you know, I love Orange Cassidy, but it's really weird, like, how he kind of, like, picks and chooses to have these matches. Uh, you know, like, his more intense matches, you know, like, like you know, the, this one, like the one with Osprey and stuff like that. But I loved how, you know, as intense as they are, uh, you know, like especially tonight, uh, they still worked in, you know, some of his stuff, some of his comedy stuff into the middle of it, too. I think that that's just brilliant. Yeah, I actually liked tonight's comedy bit for like, you know, the kicks. That was the best. The kicks were so over, dude. The the kicks tonight were the best because Pac's just like, give it to me! Right. Give it to me! And right. he's just doing the, the, the small was, kicks. The, and the Pac's crowd, like, yeah! Yeah, dude. The crowd loved it, too. It was great. Yeah, tonight was probably the best kicks. Yes. I enjoyed them. For um, sure. The other thing I was going to say is how Pac takes a DDT. Those two DDTs he took tonight, you see those? Oh, dude. I, I thought his neck was broke, dude. That's how he sold them. He was, like, he's just amazing on how he takes them. It blew my mind. I'm like, it looked like his neck was made out of rubber. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome stuff. 
Yeah, he's just so talented. He's so talented. So this is more or less a, a hold-off kind of a thing. I mean, for a second, I thought maybe Cassidy would win it. Uh, but, of course, Pack ends up uh, winning the match. Not a fan of the finish. Yeah, you know. Um, I didn't think it made sense. Orange punch, Pac breaks the ropes, uh, grabs the ring hammer from the ring bell, shielded himself as he hit Cassidy with the hammer, rolled him back into the ring uh, for a kind of a cheap victory. Yeah, 12-15 that match went. So a similar time frame, the 12 to 14 minute range, all these all these yeah. matches so far tonight, which, you know, it's a way to break it up evenly. I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't think that that ending made sense because Pog and the, well, the Lucha Brothers are not straight up heels. Lucha mm-hmm. Brothers aren't, I'm not sure if they're faces, but they're not heels. Right. And I mean, is Death Triangle heel or is it just Pac that's heel? You know what I mean? Right. Or is AW just not have those? <laughs> I yeah, I think that you know, in a certain in a certain respect, they they all basically you know, it's like the Attitude Era, you know, Shades of Gray. You, yeah. You decide how you feel about this person. Yeah. You know whether you know whatever they do or whatever. Uh, no, and I think that that to a degree that sort of psychology does make sense. And anyone that tells you that it doesn't, doesn't know what they're talking about because, you know, the, the man who drew the, the most money in the history of the business, I believe ever stone cold, Steve Austin, uh, that was the MO with that. He, he was so bad that he was good. And, you know, it didn't matter what he did. Even when they tried to pair him with Vince McMahon, people still resisted, <laughs> you know, and they're like, no, dude, I don't think so. Like, you know, like we don't care. Like we still love Stone Cold. So yeah, no matter what he did, we loved him. Right. And the same, the same goes for a guy, uh, you know, that's kind of the, the territory that MJF is creeping into right now where like, it doesn't matter. People love him because he's an asshole. You know what I mean? Like they, 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 you're so bad that you're good. You know, it's it's the same, the same type of deal. And that's what makes me really excited about Max just as a whole is because I think that if they do him right, he could like cross that line, like that Austin line and like actually make wrestling like a (laughs) household name again. I think it could. I think he could do that. Whether it happens or not, we'll see. So this next match, I just want to come out on top and say I was not a fan of. Uh, you know, they could have I done did, so much more. I didn't like this. the finish uh, at all yeah. either. Uh, it only went nine minutes and forty-seven seconds, um, but you know, I think they made up for it. Right. Well. Four. Since I yelled the F word in the middle of my living room and I was by myself. <laughs> Four-way women's match. We got Tony, Storm, Britt Baker, uh, Serena Deeb, Athena, and uh, Tony Storm comes out on top. 
After. With the world's most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. Right. Which, um, that that's a whole other thing. Now, here's here's the thing. Uh, we get a big tease, though, get, right after this match, big, right? We get a big beatdown. We, right. Well, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, Hater, right? Uh, oh yeah, I'm sick of that. Hater comes down. We we've been kind of prepping for this like hater turn on Britt Baker, and that's kind of what everybody thinks is happening. Britt's got a broken nose. Right, she's bleeding all over the place. Um, uh, Britt Baker is, and so, um, what's her name? Hater comes down. Do you think she's gonna turn on Britt? But she doesn't. Instead, Again. They, instead, right. Instead, they attack, uh, well, like they attack Tony, right? Tony and Athena. Tony and Athena, okay. Yeah. So it's a heel face beat down. And then we get the huge some music. <laughs> right. <laughs> we get some music. We heard Tony Schiavone say, uh, who, who's this or what's going on or something. And then uh I could not exactly Yeah. I could not exactly hear the music, but just kind of from the visuals, I was like, is this is this freaking uh I was like, is this Jade coming out? This is really weird. Like Jade. You know what I mean? At first yeah. I thought it was Jade for some reason. And then I was like, oh no. Ah, you know what I mean? Like we get Soraya. Her name is Soraya. You know what I said? Paige. Even though I saw the word Soraya, right. everything, she's coming out. Excalibur says Soraya. I, I, immediately my jaw drops. It's the second time my jaw drops. And I said, oh my God, it's fucking Paige. Right. I was like, I was like, Soraya is here. Oh, I've been saying Soraya this whole time. So I will say Soraya from now on. Either way. Um, either way. Nope, Excalibur told me to say Soraya. We get it. But she surprise. got a pop, a huge pop. I mm-hmm. I don't know. It could have been bigger than MJS. Pretty big. You know, possibly a game changer. You know, I throw that, that word around a lot, you know, with a lot of these people that, that Tony has signed. But um, about time we get a big female name. Pretty big deal. Now the story goes is, you know, that she's been, you know, supposedly her neck or whatever. And WWE wouldn't let her wrestle. Nope. She's cleared though. She's ready to go. But apparently, okay. So this is like 100% like yes. you've, you've heard this. Okay. Yes. Cause I still, no, wasn't... she was on uh, oral sessions or okay. now actually now it's just called sessions, but but no, Probably she was on there, and uh, she yeah, she talked about it with uh, with Renee. Yeah, well, um, that's good. I did not know that one hundred percent for sure. Um, so yeah, you know, happy to uh, happy to see her back. Gonna be nice to see her work again, and uh, hopefully, you know, bring some some credit and some stuff to the uh to the AEW women some caliber 
is is the word <laughs> is the word I'm uh, looking for actually there. Um, because I think we can all agree that you know it definitely needs that. And as far as WWE goes, huge mistake I think. Oh like, yeah, letting her go. Um, they did such a horrible job, like promoting the movie and everything. Have you ever seen? Have you seen the movie? The Page movie? Oh yeah, uh, fighting with my family or is right. that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah great movie. Loved it. Took the kids to see it when it came out. You know, they still love watching it because it's like, you know, it's, it's the wrestling movie, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I think uh, all that stuff, uh, kind of a big mistake for WWE. But I guess if they weren't going to let her wrestle, then, you know, it's a means to an end anyway, right? Yeah. So, uh, so that's, uh, you know, the big... <laughs> Uh, story as far as the return goes uh, for this show. Uh, next up, before we get into the main event, um, <laughs> what what was the deal with this Darby Allen video? Someone was in the body bag. I'm not sure who they made it this seem like. He carried a diary. Uh, he coming around know. staying in a body bag. Like what's that's what doing? I was wondering. But uh, I just put Darby's weird. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> that's literally what my note said. Darby's weird. All right. And he carried. He he walked for a long time. Carried the the body bag, but then he got into a cab and said, "I want to go to the stadium or Arthur Ashe or whatever." And I was like, "Why'd you walk? Why don't you just call for that cab?" Uh, anyway, and he got on a um, bus and all kinds of different stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, whatever. But uh, so, um, right after that, Excalibur was uh, doing his thing where he rattles off the matches for next week. Yeah, you know he does that. Oh yeah, a name came out of there that that uh, I wrote down here. Um, did you catch Excalibur say the word Warjo? Yes, no, that is the official team name now, apparently. They War do, Joe. War, I, uh, Ward Joe or whatever. Yeah, they... Uh, War Joe. Yeah. <laughs> they did this on Twitter or something. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. War Joe. It was like a, it was some kind of Twitter or YouTube video or something like that. But, yes, they they came up with the with the name officially, unofficially. Wow. Yeah, cool. caught me. Cool team. I don't, you know, we we have a lot of face teams right now. I don't know that we really needed them to team up, but we'll see what they do with it. Yeah, if you uh, word it uh, weirdly, they're tag team champions. They're a tag team of champions. Right, they're a tag team <laughs> of champions. Yes, exactly. There you go. Tag team of Let's singles say. champions. Well, you don't got to throw that word in there. Let's just say they're tag team champions. I'm the tag team champions. I'm the tag team champions. All right. Main event time, Vito. Brian Danielson, John Moxley, the two BCC members. Right. Regal comes out for commentary. MJF's got to sit up there with the the dumb poker chip. I was really hoping that they, because I was like, don't do the WWE thing like with the briefcase. Don't make him carry around the chip, and and he hadn't been. 
No. Until t- until it's just, tonight. It's for the aesthetics. See this one. Right. He just wants to use stroking it and stuff. Oh man, I don't know. They got him looking like uh, Flava Flav wearing this chip around his neck or I don't know, he wasn't wearing it around his neck, but you know. Same difference. Man, this was a physical battle. Um, you know, this was great. I'm so happy that they did a Danielson match instead of like a Moxley match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They just beat the, they were like two friends beating the shit out of each other. Yes. Like in high school, me and my two best friends, yes. we had a little thing. You and your friends had one too. For and sure. we, we all loved each other, but we beat the out of each other. Yes. And that's what happened tonight. Two buddies beat the shit out of each other. Yes. It was awesome. A lot of nice, I loved it. stiff shots. Um, there's a couple things uh, that I, you know, were like very, very unique spots where they did that. It was like a double surfboard against each other or whatever the hell they were doing. Where they're standing on their head, slapping each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was weird. Right. That was weird. And, oh, man. No, I mean, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a unique spot. Um, See, Mox hit a stomp. Yes, I was waiting for a spear or a, or a uh, Superman punch, but he never hit either one. Right? He should have just used like, all the moves. Yeah, yeah. At least a spear, not a Superman punch. That's Orange Cassidy's move. But right, come on, hit a spear. That would have been cool. Do a little spear, maybe a pedigree or two. You know? Yeah. But, uh, no, great match. They did a lot of cool stuff. You know, they teased the, uh, the Bret Hart, uh, uh, Bret Hart, Roddy Piper, WrestleMania 8 finish where, uh, they're in the submission and Danielson, like, kicked off the rope and tried to, like, turn it into a pin. Yeah. But Mox just, like, rolled out of it, you know. They didn't actually do, like, a near fall or anything out of it. Um, no, the finish was just kind of sad. <laughs> well, before we get to the finish, this this led into the finish. Um, and this is the second time now, I think, maybe it wasn't Moxley, maybe it was somebody else. But the last two times I've seen Danielson do the cattle mutilation, like people need to learn how to like sell this move. Because if you're just like laying there, and like just selling it like a normal submission, it looks stupid. Yeah. Like the whole point of the cattle mutilation is once he like hangs your arms, you're supposed to like flip and freak out like a piece of cattle. That's the whole point of the move. <laughs> and Moxley's just laying there like, Ugh. trying Ugh. to twist his hips. Yeah. Right. And it's like it just it just looks dumb. If you're gonna do the move, sell it right. Yeah. That's my only pet peeve about this match. But uh, yeah. but take us into the finish. I can't really think of it off the top of my head. Let me put, pull it up here. Um, uh, so do it, some it, stuff. Yeah, the Death Rider on the on the on the rampway, right? That's that's another yeah, thing that well led then to uh, it. then it's like. Uh, he it's the label lock and then Mox is back with uh um yeah the death rider then he's got the sleeper and he goes to turn it to the um 
to the whatchamacallit, his bulldog choke, but you you think he's gonna because that's his finisher. Right, but no, right. he just kinda he just kinda keeps it on the sleeper hold. Yeah. And then just kinda like lays on the back of Brian right. Danielson. Yeah. And then and then Brian Danielson just kinda disappears underneath Moxley. And then ref yeah. grabs his hand, drops it, and the match is over. I'm like, that's a shitty way to beat your homie. Just kind of smother him into the mat. We don't even there's get better a, ways. We don't even get the three arm drops. Yeah, there's better ways to beat your homie instead of just laying him, laying on him until he gets out. Well, you know, it was a weird finish, but thinking it was a it, lot of weird finishes tonight. Yeah, but you know, not a lot, a few. I agree with this finish because it was a nice way to give the fans a real finish, but not make it like uber convincing, like, you know, like, uh, not convincing, but not make it like uber, like too much. Like as far as, uh, as far as like the, the loss for Danielson. Yeah. Now he can kind of play it off as like, uh, you know, you got me, I passed out. You know, he could just yeah. say he passed out. He doesn't have to, like, admit to actually, like, being beaten. You know, they can use that uh, in the future, you know, when they work together again, which I'm sure they will. Yeah. Match went 1932, as it should have. And, uh, you know, I was kind of half expecting, you know, because Excalibur mentioned a couple times during this match when they kept showing Max up there in the freaking crowd with this huge poker chip. Um, you know, he mentioned that he could take that title shot at any time. And he yeah, emphasized uh, it. The thing about it is uh, I listened to Tony talk about it today. Right. It's like he has to say, I want this, you know, I want it at this time. And Tony has to sanction it. Okay. So I, it's not going to be right after a match. It's not a cash two guys. Deal. Yeah, it's not going to be right after a match. It it could be like, you know, uh, you know, I just got to the building. I put my tights on. I want him out here right now. Right. It can be like that, but it's okay. not going to be like right after a match coming down after right. you just got hit with a, you know, crowbar in the face, right? Type of deal. Well, it's nice to have that confirmed at least. Yeah. That way, you know, people aren't like waiting for that. But, you know, people that didn't watch that or listen to that, they need to make that clear on TV because the way Excalibur said it, it makes you think that there's going to be a cash in. Yeah. Um, But the later it went, you know, I just kind of knew that that's not where we were going on this night. So Uh, did you see the last minute of the of the show? Did you see when William Regal tried to put the belt around Mox? Oh, I didn't catch that part. No. Okay. Take me through that. So he wins. Uh, Brian Danielson's still on the ground. You know, he does the thing where he gets to his ass, slides back. You know, I just lost, blah, blah, blah. William Regal comes down the ringside, grabs the belt from the timekeeper. He's about, it looks like he's about to go put the belt on Moxley. Um, Brian Danielson comes up, grabs the belt all angrily from Regal, points at Regal all like mad, and then shows over. 
So to me, it almost seemed like, um, like Danielson wanted to put the title on Mox, like he felt he should have or something. Hmm. But, um, I don't know. Could mean something. Could not. I would hate for for it to mean that he's going to leave the Blackpool Combat Club. That would make me extremely sad. And it'd be a horrible move. Mox or Danielson? Yes. <laughs> either, either or. <laughs> right now I'm talking about Danielson, but okay. either one. Either one of the four guys who are in it right now, if they leave, it'd be very sad. That... that um, that group has not got its full run yet. I was thinking it would be fine if they if they separated Danielson, but you know, to each their own, I guess. It works either well, so, way. So at the beginning of this match, uh, one of the commentators said that um, with Brian over their uh, record, what they were nine two and one against each other. Huh. With Brian having the over. Isn't that weird? In their whole careers. Wow. Nine, two, and one. Interesting. Well, you know, because uh, Daniel Bryan was way bigger name than Dean Ambrose was. You know what I mean? Unless they're only talking about Brian Danielson and Mox. No. I mean, did I they, they mix they it up be, in Ring of Honor? <laughs> I think they got to be dredging you yeah. know wwe stuff obviously yeah but Brian, then from daniel there, bryan and Jean, dean ambrose they may have crossed paths early on you know mox was a he was like a ccw guy i don't, I don't yeah. think i ever really saw him in ring of honor but it's possible well, it's possible danielson works some ccw stuff um brian daniel was also in uh what's that gcw no not what's the gorilla one Pro wrestling gorilla, yeah, they may yeah. Have, they may have done something there too. Yeah, maybe even Shakara. PWG, you know, it. I mean, Shakara yeah. was always doing random ass stuff back in the day. So yeah, um, so maybe they maybe they're indie. Maybe they crossed over in the indie times twelve times. I don't know. Well, ten because that maybe. one of them is. AEW. So yeah, ten times on the indies. I don't know, but it seems like ten times wrestled in... a lot more in WWE than just yeah, like eight or nine times or seven times or however it would count out. It'd be it'd be eight times, right? Seems like they would have worked against each other a lot more than that, especially if you count like t- well, I mean, I guess singles matches. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of tag team matches weekly, especially back in them days, you know. Yeah. WWE stuff. Uh, when the Shield came up, uh, you know, uh, Daniel was still doing his. Uh, it was it was during the Team Hell No era of yeah. his career when he first yeah. came in. So, but then you know they were both in the world title picture there. Uh, you know, around the time that uh, that Danielson won, of course, Mox I think won the belt like a couple years later on like a weird thing and they didn't have it as champion for long. It was only like a month or two, but um, yeah, that is brand's history lesson on wrestling for this week, folks. There it is, folks. Rare rare, rare present there for you. Take it to get my word. Take it to the (laughs) the school. 
All right. Well, Vito. That's the end of the show. What are we uh what are we doing there? What are we rating this We're thing? We're gonna rate this thing, huh? Well, I tell yeah. you what. Everything was one, everything was solid. Two, three, four, five championship matches. Five championship matches. And a huge return. A big return. The women's match drops it down a bit, I think. I, I agree. But, so, but you know, they made up for it with the return. Agreed. Uh, or the debut, rather. Um, and then, you know, like like we were talking about, the, the tag team match was a little clunky. Um, but other than that, I think we got three very solid, uh, you know, four-star-ish matches, I would say, you know, it, three and a half to four-star matches. We got three of those, and we got a couple, you know, I'm going to go with a 3.75. All right. Not quite to a four. What about you? Um, my only problems were the, um, I didn't like the finish of the tag match, which I made, you know, and uh, the women's match was a loss for me, except for, you know, Soraya at the end. But other than that, uh, well, the FTR thing was super weird. Ass boys made it uncomfortable backstage. Right. Um, I'm going to, uh, all those championship matches were good, you know, uh, for, for what they were. You know what I mean? Right. For what they were. So I'm going to, I'm going to do the four. I'm going to do the four. All right. Fair I'm not enough. gonna let the the women's and the the finishes that I didn't like take it too far down. So before we Ooh, run, before we the run. commentary issue, nope, I forgot about the commentary oh, issue. Yeah, three point yeah. seven five. Okay, three point seven five. They took me out of it. See, we're on that same wavelength. Yep. Commentary slash that stupid car. Three point seven five. That damn taxi cab. <laughs> taxi cab confessions. Um, oh yeah. Now, Vito, one last thing before we get out of here. Where do we Fact. see this uh, championship situation going? Uh, obviously, I mean they they made quite an ordeal about cutting to to MJF a lot uh, during this match. So we don't have a pay per view coming up anytime soon. Right, November, right, would be the next one. So we're a couple yeah. months away. Yeah, I don't think we're going to wait till the pay-per-view to make MJF a champion. Okay. Oh, by the way, that's where I think we're going. MJF is getting that title. John okay. Moxley's third reign is not going to – we're getting a, a CM Punk-type reign here without an injury. Okay. I hate the word paper champion, but um, that's where we're going with here. Yeah. Okay, you know, I think maybe they stretch it out to the pay-per-view. I don't see how they can, um, but it's it's possible. So I guess I guess we'll just have to wait to wait and see on that. We'll see who's right. You can take the side of, you'll take the the under of the before pay-per-view, and I'll take the over. All right. Of the of the at the pay-per-view, they somehow we both agree out. that he's winning, though, right? Oh, one hundred percent. Okay, good. 100%. You, you got to... They, they need to have a guy that is their guy, and that's him. Like I said, like I mentioned earlier in the show, man, like 
he he can be he can be stone cold if they do this right yeah so agreed well Vito my man it's been a pleasure as always check out stuff check out the old shows check out other stuff that we do uh, pwplanet.com hey watch wrestling yes just watch wrestling <laughs> smoke weed and watch wrestling yeah hey hey drink beer and watch wrestling whatever whatever there you, you go. gotta no. do sniff glue <laughs> and watch wrestling and listen to spotify yes because we're on spotify that's to- where i li- hey that's where I listen to this channel as that's on Spotify. Let me just let you know, place. folks. If you want to know where this is exclusive, if you want to know where Big Vito T listen to Pro Wrestling Planet stuff, it's on Spotify, folks. It's on Spotify. It's on Spotify. Get the Spotify on. Follow it. Leave a review. PW Planet, Pro Wrestling Planet podcast, the brand, and Vito signing out. Give Yo. me the. I, are we still too sweetened? Is yeah, that okay to do still? Are. Yeah. Too sweet. We have not been cease and desist. We have not been. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's good stuff. We'll see you next time.